0: Wrestling here. That's right, it's Wednesday. We're ready to go. I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia, and I'm excited for this week's show. I know you guys are too. Diving right in. And uh, because we have a lot of things to talk about, we appreciate you listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and The X. It's been a minute since I've said all that. We appreciate when you subscribe, like, and share, you kumquats. And this week is going to be a really big, uh, not really fully packed episode. Again, it's one of those weeks where we don't have a whole lot of news, and that's kind of not a bad thing, but we're on the road to WrestleMania, and today we do have a little bit of news. We got to bring it to the table. We have us reliving the Monday Night Wars 25 years later with JR going full heel with his face, and today's top topic will be our Mount Rushmore of heels. I'm excited. You're excited. He's excited. His name is ODM. Look at me when I'm talking to you, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he pinched his cheek again. Oh. I'll never forget that. Like I said, man, I'll always remember August 2021. I could not stop laughing when you did that with doing My Cousin Vinny, which is uh, fantastic. Oh, good shit. And, yep, speaking of good shit, which I kind of miss saying, you know, we're, we're going to have to get that... Uh, brought back in some point, but hey, why, why is JR going full heel? Well, it's that time, baby. We're on the way to WrestleMania 15, 25 years ago. And one certain Bart gun is just not having a good couple of weeks coming up here. That's for sure. Yeah, Get the shovels. Uh, it already started with this. Oh yeah. Get the shovel, which it's funny because my bring it to the table has a little bit to do with everything with that, too. So, I'm excited about that. Uh, a couple of days ago, we did find out the uh, there was the passing of Oli Anderson at the age of 81. And that is a uh, kayfabe brother to Arn, right? Were they were they cousins, brothers, or something like that? Mm, that's
1: a good question. You know, I don't actually know. One of the
0: founding members of... The original four horsemen, which I guess when you say founding and original, I guess that's kind of implied. Redundant. But yes. hey,
1: also we do have that. Let's not forget. Yes. Also, the reason behind the Black Scorpion program <laughs> wasn't he not something to be? Wasn't he also of. behind the Dungeon of Doom? Mm, I think he was gone by that point. I think Sullivan. Oh, that okay. One. Yeah, I think that was a Sullivan oh, creation.
0: <laughs> that sounds <about> right. <laughs> Well, on to some up news, you know, things that are a little more positive. Uh, Get ready, because Dark Side of the Ring is going to be next week, March 5th. I don't even know what the opening season or episode is going to be. I know that they named a couple extra episodes from what we had originally listed. Right? Seems like it would be pretty good. I'm always going to watch it. I'm always into it. Uh, It's funny, because A&E is running those rivalries and biographies right now. They just did Orton and then... The rivalry was Triple H and Rock. I'm like, it's just hard to draw me in on those things, man. I'm like, it's especially if it's WWE made, it's yep. just going to be redundant shit. The second time I said that. Uh, of the same shit I've seen so
1: many times. It Just with their take. Well, and it's fitting, too, because one of the rivalries is Orton Cena. So, I mean, it's... Like, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: The other one is uh, Miz and Daniel Bryan. I'm like yeah. oh, we're only going back like five years. Holy shit, Pretty that's much, a rivalry.
1: Yeah. Pretty much though, the one promo—it's it's, going to focus around that. It's got to focus around that one promo. Well, Miz was his uh, NXT vet
0: or whatever you want to call right. it when they had the the buddy system or whatever it was. And
1: I mean, so I get all that, but still, not yeah, not if you know. Listen, if we redid our you know top rivalries ever, I don't think it would rank that high not even an honorable mention probably not and i like to make lists dude i don't
0: even <laughs> think top 50 exactly for real i'd, I'd put, i would actually put hogan versus the dungeon of doom before i would probably put that in there
1: uh yeah yeah i'm down with mm-hmm.
0: that um i i do see the one thing that you have here in the notes i like how you wrote it cutie's <laughs> back cutie apparently is back in AEW the funniest thing that i saw was the goddamn clickbait on Wrestling Inc. when it said major wrestling star returning to AEW. And I go, huh. And I click in and said QT Marshall. And I go, I think we have a difference of opinion on what a major star
1: is. Pretty much. It's the nice thing on Twitter when I see those headlines, Wrestle talks the worst about it. But when I when I look at the when you know, I wake up and I get this Twitter alert, oh, Major Star I click on it, takes me to the tweet and I see the first response and, and it says QT Marshall. There, you don't have to open the link.
0: <laughs> I do like when people do that. I'll save you the, the read or the bullshit ads. I which it's very appreciative. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah, apparently not working in a ring, just working more in a backstage role. It's kind of funny when you think about it, you know, AEW's booking as of the last couple of years has been fucking terrible outside of CM Punk. But even Do you notice that when QT left a couple months ago, it got even worse? Hmm.
0: I mean, yes, I did notice it, but I I just thought it was already gradual. uh, It was already you know gradually declining as it was.
1: Sure. Interesting
0: though. Um, speaking of a producer backstage, uh, Bob Rude is. Said so to be pretty much just done with wrestling. Uh obviously as a full time wrestler, he I mean, he's been doing a lot of producing backstage, like helping out and producing matches, which look, it's not ideal. What I thought was gonna happen to this guy when he came over from TNA, they made him an NXT champion. Glorious was one of oh, the God. biggest fucking things. Yeah. And now it's just gone. I'm okay with him being a producer, if because he does have a good mind for the business, I would say. Huge, huge fan of him and James Storm, the tag team. Beer Money was one of my favorites. But he did say if he had his choice for one more match, it would be AJ Styles. Makes sense. I hope they do it. It'll probably be like a completely unannounced thing where like Styles would be like, I'll take on any wrestler here tonight, and... Rude comes out and has one match. They don't announce it as a retirement. He That'd just does low-key. That'd be yes. sick. Uh, speaking of sick, and I will say it's already on the way to WrestleMania is what it's looking like, and I hate the fact that it's going to be, but uh, it's either going to be Cody versus The Rock or the tag team match like we were talking about. It's looking like it's going to maybe be night one of WrestleMania. That being said, at... The Elimination Chamber this past Saturday morning, it was very funny that when Cody challenged The Rock, he goes, I have my calendars wide open up until WrestleMania. And I was like, if you did it, just hear me out on SmackDown. Say, hmm. fine, tonight is Rock versus Cody. The ratings on that show would be fucking nuts. And yeah. I'm like, why not just do it once? You don't make money off your pay-per-views anymore because it's all on Peacock, right? So at least do something smart like that. And am. do you give away the rock on, on Raw? Yes, because you know what? I get that he's a special attraction, but again, the ratings on that would be just fucking nuts.
1: Yeah, it would be. They're not idea. going to. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it, <clears throat> I understand what you're saying. But I think ultimately there's no way they're going to give that one away for free on TV.
0: No. No. But again, just especially if you did it on Fox on a Friday night, mm. God, it would be so good. Well, just be because for me, also, with how much Tony is like touting about his ex- success with ratings as of recent, beating like Housewives of New Jersey or whatever the fuck. And then even to the point where Meltzer is is like glorifying the attendance and the ratings and all that shit. It's getting really bad. And you know how Tony is on, on Twitter anyway. Uh, I I'm just saying it would be a it would have been a cool slap to the face just to put a, a big huge match like that. Even a tag team match. The tag put the tag match on Smackdown. And if you want to do Cody and Roman night one, you know, if I had to take a, a bet at this, I think what would be smart to do. Cody versus the rock night one for the shot to face Roman night two.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad idea because it plants, it plants doubt. I think, you know, most smart marks are going to see through it and be like, they're not going to do rock for, you know, you see what I'm saying? Um, unless rock, unless rock came out and said, Hey, listen, brother, you know, part of the tribe here, you know, if I win, I'm not coming for your title. It's just to keep you safe and keep you on the throne, or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? It'd make a little bit more mm-hmm. sense and plant some doubt, maybe. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems like again. I mean, there, there's there's such a thing as too many options sometimes. You know what I mean? And that's the position they're in right now. Is that I, there that are too I agree many with. options right now?
0: New options for uh, Kazuchika Okada and Tamatanga are around because they both have officially left. New Japan, this past Friday and Saturday, was the new beginning in Sapporo. And a lot of news coming out of that one. But one of the big ones is that Okada wrestled his last match in a 8-versus-8 tag match. Not 8-versus-8, I'm sorry, an 8-man tag. And what, what was really fucking fantastic was Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Tagged together as G.O.D. one last time, Taumatanga came out with a fucking face paint. He has not had or used face paint in, like, three years. hmm Oh, God. They were both painted up very emotional. And they tagged against El Phantasmo and Hikileo, the oh. other members yeah. of Gorilla's a Destiny. It was a family-type fight, because Hickaleo, obviously, is their brother as well. And the fucking special referee was the manager of G.O.D. It was so sick. It's, I always get them mixed. I, it's either Gato or Jado, whichever one, because there's a G-E-D-O and then there's J.E.D.O. or something like that. And mm. uh, one is a... They both used to be a part of... Uh, Bullet Club, but then when the club, split yeah. happened, it all got very confusing. Uh, but it was sick. It was really awesome. Uh, Tamatanga took the pin, of course, and very, very emotional. A lot of tears. It was awesome. Uh, but with that being said, and I'll quote ODM over here for a sec Wow, we never get news right before we start recording. It's usually after. Tamatanga, it's looking like he's headed to WWE. Called it. Put him in NXT. You have to let the the crowd get used to him first because if he made his way over and went to the main roster, it is going to be a very flat-sounding crowd, I feel like. you got to give him some time to build up his... Exactly. Wasn't that Festus? Is that him? (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much what everybody did. Which is sad because they were... The shit in New Japan, right? You know, one of the original members of Bullet Club. I'm I'm just glad that Tamatanga is doing that, not heading over to all friendship wrestling. <laughs> Okada, on the other hand, that's kind of where it's looking like it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be the big business where him and Mercedes show up. Yeah, meh, yeah. Yeah, I I put Mercedes on the same level as Becky Lynch, and I'll get to that later. But
1: I completely agree with you. We talked about, we mentioned it the other day. Yeah, they're the two worst of the four horsewomen. Um, Yeah, and it's not even close. (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm not saying this is going to happen. It is. This is very unlikely. Very unlikely. Um, about two points here. AEW. I'm going to watch that show just to see the two show up, just to see their reaction. I'll watch it I'll just watch it for. I'll, I'll watch it just for that. That was the next night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no way I'm. But, I'm giving you my time live. <laughs> exactly. Not that show. So <laughs> think about it. What if Tonga shows up in NXT, and and that's more likely the crowd you're going to get that recognize them, right? It'll get a decent pop. And then Okada shows up, right after him. Wouldn't that be fucking awesome? In NXT. Yeah. Wouldn't that be fucking great? I'd lose my goddamn mind. It would exactly. completely
0: reshape everything that is NXT.
1: It would change the Which landscape. is still
0: Yep. It's still on USA. It is still uh a part of the network. I mean, dude, it's that would be huge. I would watch NXT every every week. Tuesday live. Yep. hundred yep. percent. I do miss the original Wednesday night wars, I'm not gonna lie. You know, yeah. when we had it going for a bit, it was pretty good to watch, but it was.
1: It was a different NXT back then, though. Way different NXT.
0: Well, it was ran by Triple H. Yeah. Well, a couple of people. Three, as a matter of fact. Three names were all let go uh, over 90 days ago. Well, over now. But they've been making their rounds throughout the, the indie circuit. And Nick Nemeth... Defeated David Finley for the New Japan Global Championship. Dude. Excellent match. Yeah. Already knew it was going to be a banger between the both of them. But really, really good. And did you happen to see a picture of Ziggler? Or it's going to take a second on that one. Nemeth. Uh, did you see his face afterwards? Huge, puffy, black eye. Like, right below uh, the eye socket right there on the cheek, oh, no. was real puffed out. Oh, yeah. He he took a real hard... I think it was an elbow. Ooh, sick. Good match. But then, yeah, again, yeah, win some, lose some. Matt Riddle wins the TV championship from uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I didn't even want Tanahashi to have the championship, but I think it was the... There's no way Zack Sabre is going to drop the title to Riddle or, or do uh, the job for him. So I think they had him just carry that title over for three weeks until Riddle was able to take it, three, four weeks, or whatever it's been. Sounds uh, about right. But yeah, in, in TNA, at no surrender this past Friday night, Chris Sabin officially loses the, the X Division Championship, and he's had it for a long time. He won it the same night Alex Shelley won the world title. And fucking Mustafa Ali wins the NXT, or not the NXT, the uh, (laughs) TNA, X-Division, because I had the X, uh, the X-Division Championship. In the main event, they main-evented that match. Dude, big moment for Ali. Huge. I'm happy for him. That's cool. It's a pretty big weekend for wrestling, to be honest with you, because obviously we also had the Chamber, which we'll get into in a minute, Uh, but I'm not sure if you've heard this. Uh, There's been talks of old Sly Stallone getting involved somehow with WrestleMania 40. I'm going to call it right now. All it's going to be is him running up the Rocky steps. It's going to be the video package that opens WrestleMania both nights. It's kind of like, I think last year they had a video package with someone. I can't remember who it was. It was like a star uh you know someone big that's that be, what this is going to be
1: that's gonna, probably going to be the most likely because uh i've seen some recent reports that stallone's notified wwe that he has a scheduling conflict yep. so a pre-record would make more sense
0: i think it's awesome i and i'm i'm all for it because you know especially right in front of the rocky statue right there in philly you know you got all those you, right a lot of good shots now, my favorite thing I wanted to talk about today, <laughs> this one, I had to send you Jim Cornette, uh, you know, our weekly Cornette reference. I had to send you his take on this because it was 100% my take as well. I said it just to you a week or two before. I said that on AEW television, when you have all these CMLL stars. I'm not trying to be a maskist, but I don't know who anybody is. Yeah. Except, in to quote O'Shea Jackson Jr., which is Ice Cube's son, uh, he said that, uh, you know, you're giving me a quick rundown as the guy is just giving his entrance to the ring. That's it. Like, you're giving me nothing. He goes, uh-huh. give me a story. Give me a reason. Why is this guy not like this guy? This, all of it. And the funniest thing is Jim Cornette was like, huh, he, they should hire this guy. Yeah. No shit, but it, it's all about the entertainment of it. And and Jackson then said, "Oh my god, this is crazy." So he, you know, bash all of how their booking is and how they how they present their stars. Tony Khan actually responded via Twitter. This, uh, by the way, Jackson did this on uh, the Chris B- Van Pelt show. So Van it was Vliet. like a, a Van Vliet, yes. Uh, Van Pelt's uh, Buffalo Bills. My bad. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I even have it in here as Van. Oh, you you fixed it. Oh, I it fixed it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Uh, I didn't. I I don't read so well. And uh, it, Tony responds. You know, it, basically, it was a bullshit fucking blank. If you
1: want to broaden your horizons, is the line yes, he I used. Was gonna
0: say, There's so much other wrestling out there and other things, you know, for you to enjoy your entertainment.
1: Give me a reason to care about it. Did
0: you hear that some people actually ended up like putting out real fucking tweets and shit that Ice Cube (laughs) should have never had a kid or should have pulled out or some shit like that?
1: Yes, yes. And they're like, oh
0: my god, that's where AEW fans go. Someone just disagrees with how the booking is or how. Mm A presentation is. You're like you a should be fucking point. dead.
1: Mm-hmm. Should be aborted. Would you rather you were aborted, children? Hmm. Dude,
0: <laughs> it's that's a little too much for. for uh, oh, Cube, for these back fans. at him too, though.
1: That's the best part. His father, Cube, Ice yeah. Cube yeah. himself.
0: Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever watched Straight Out of Compton? Have we? Had, no, have just, not yet. Before?
1: No, it's on a list.
0: God. He plays his father so well. Yeah. It like, just already looks I like I him clear. as it is.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So,
0: I definitely didn't get up at 2 in the morning to watch The Chamber. I know you didn't get up at 5. Uh, I ended up w- half watching it and half listening to it. Like, as a fucking radio. Like, I, like it was a Bill's game on the radio station. Yeah, I've done that. And I, I had it going in my in my pocket while I was at the laundromat listening to some of the stuff. And so the chamber, they did have the Kabuki Warriors defeat uh, Candice LeRae and her partner. I can't remember who who it was. Yeah. In the pre-show. Good sized stadium. It was filled 50,000. They were planning on 40, ended up being 50,000. Nice. The press conference on Thursday night is something else. I actually, I actually tossed on. I was like, well, I got nothing else going on. Fuck it. And first of all, I know you heard the story about the pirates taking over the Elimination Chamber cage. They... What the
1: fuck? Did you hear about it? I, I didn't read the story, but you, you definitely told me about it. I mean... Yeah,
0: I, apparently, they seized, like, the, as look they are trying to cross look the
1: Look at me. I'm in the chamber now. <laughs> wait, that wait. That's pretty lame. Not my best one.
0: There's a pirate on our team?
1: <laughs> That's a callback.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, apparently that, that's just funny to me. Arr, you won't be having a chamber match on my... <laughs> all, right, all right, anyway. Okay. <laughs> the press conference was awesome because the, the uh, Triple H was trying to get the crowd to sing Cody's song, and they and they didn't start in unison. And then he goes, wait, let's try that one more time. One, two, three. And then they got it. And it's funny how everybody knows, goddamn, the entire... Song word for word to this guy's entrance music. I don't know all of
1: it. All I know is the no. I, I give it all away. I give it all away. Something something.
0: Yep. <laughs> 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 well, the, I'm like adrenaline. Cody's here. We're gonna get pyro <laughs> and in drink the some air. Beer. It's... <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. The the whoa, whoa is the most important part. That's literally it when is. they set the pyro off.
0: Yep, and. So not only at this press conference, so uh, Cody was delayed getting there. He actually didn't get to show up. They had Pat McAfee, Michael Cole, and Grayson Waller was a part of it. I'm sorry, was a part of the uh, main announce team for this thing because he, of course, oh, no, it was Corey Graves, not uh, Pat McAfee. But uh, it was uh, Grayson Waller had a huge, huge ovation because he apparently is from Australia. Didn't, I mean, I guess, you know, Mm -hmm. if Really pay attention to him. I, I I'm, I'm eh on him. Okay, I'm like mm, same. Whatever. He hasn't won me over. He can, but I mean, hmm. and him and Rhea do a shoey, where you pour beer into your shoe. Oh yeah, yeah. and fucking drink out of it. Gross.
1: Gross as hell. Gross as hell.
0: I want to. Well, here's why I say gross. Even if yes, it's your own goddamn shoe. Even if you just bought that shoe
1: we before you funk. got
0: there it, you it, fucking Grayson Waller stood out there with them for a long ass time that's your own feet funk smell sweat all that shit and you're like charcoal oh, it's from beer. the
1: odor eaters
0: ah it you know but <laughs> either pretty way fucking really gross cool. <laughs> it is very gross something I'll never do but Grayson Waller actually did an interview and he said Rhea got us here you know he he Gave her a lot of credit, saying, you know, she, she's one of the main reasons we're at where we're at. Um, she's putting wrestling on the map in certain places just because of her. Which is uh, good for him to give that kind of dues. It's funny how over he was at the Chamber and how hated he was on Raw. Just, I, I love a good night and day thing. It's kind of like when Punk was heel. Doesn't matter. If he was in Chicago, he's face. It doesn't matter uh-huh. how it's how you want to play it. Uh, but our truth checked in. And said, yo, where's everybody at? From Austria. <laughs> Motherfucker. Good for him.
1: National so that, treasure. I,
0: uh, yep. And it was, so unfortunately, uh, we didn't get him at the chamber. I was kind of hoping we'd see him somehow in the tag team match. It opened up with the women's chamber match. It, I actually thought it was pretty good. It was not bad. The... Only thing I don't like is Liv was really hot on, on a roll. I thought she was going to fucking maybe win it, how they had her looking. She was and, trending on
1: Twitter. Yep. Uh, we and want Liv. She,
0: yep. Well, I'm going to get into that very soon. But she uh, took out Bel Air, and it was down to two. But as soon as wow. she took out Bel Air, within seconds, Becky ju- does her... Basically, it's the rock bottom. They call it the Man Slam or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, it's lame. It's a standing rock bottom. And, yeah, dude, uh, Becky won it. I wasn't happy with the outcome just because of it's eh for me. But I think I'm not going to be wrong still. I I think it may be either a triple threat or a four-way come WrestleMania. We'll get there in a minute. But the tag team match. Solid, solid match between Finn Balor, Damian Priest versus uh, New Catch Republic. I think that's the name right. Uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Solid match. It was just really, really good. Times I really thought it was going to be a title change, and it was awesome. Balor selling the hand because of the finger manipulation. He was selling it long after the match that he couldn't hold his titles up. Good. Loved it. Not enough of that. And we'll get it. Oh, we'll get into selling in a minute. <laughs> Sounds like we're getting the into Grayson a lot in a minute. <laughs> I know. I everything I say is in a minute. Don't worry. It'll be in a minute. Give me a minute. In a minute. In a Which minute. It's funny cuz I, I say it to my wife, I'll be there in a minute. We'll we both know it won't be a minute. How long will it really be? So uh the Grayson Waller effect. First they had Austin Theory come out to introduce Grayson Waller. Yo, is is it me or did Austin Theory get extra jacked recently?
1: He looks like he's on that. Uh, he's always been pretty on the, the uh, Billy Gunn AJ diet Styles. or the AJ Styles <laughs> diet. Yeah, no, he's always been pretty fucking cut for a small dude. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: And it, Seth Rollins says he's days away from being medically cleared. His glasses were just fucking ridiculous, dude. It was it was the oh didn't you wear the yeah the one in the center the Velveteen Dream glasses. Oh my God, that's right. They are no shit. Yeah. Oh, good call. Oh, he's coming back. That's what it means, guys. He's <laughs> signing. <laughs> and Cody again, as I brought up earlier, challenging the Rock. And I, I we'll see where it goes. I, I'm not really yeah. excited to see where it necessarily goes. But I, hey, I bet you what? they're I testing the waters.
1: Was... They're just testing the waters.
0: Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not opposed to it to keep testing water, see what people like the most. Let them react to it and you can build a really cool WrestleMania that way. Yep. Remember I said it was going to be in a minute? Well, I'm there about selling in a minute. Sweet. The chamber match. The chamber match for the guys. Uh, Obviously, we know Drew McIntyre defeated LA Knight, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Here's some highlights. First, when Bobby Lashley was taken out, I was like, what the fuck? Did he really get hurt? Because he took a Claymore and I was like, but I mean, when I tell you it took the referees way too long, I was like, why are they slowly getting him out? Is he really injured? I'm trying to tell. And then it was because they had to let all the shit rush in the ring for LA Knight to get in the position he was in for styles to come through said open door to knock out LA Knight and take away his chances at at winning this match. Which, obviously, we're going to get Styles and Ellie Knight at WrestleMania. I'm cool with it. Should be I a good feel match. I AJ Styles right now. Yeah. Yep. And, but then I was like, wow, it took, I think they should have just slowed, or taken out a move or two since Lashley had to sit there selling for so fucking long. But the best seller of the match was Randy Orton. You actually thought that the dude hurt his back. And I'm like, because after all the time that he was out, with the back injury and all that, the, the he had a uh, he, he said he has so much steel in his back or metal in his back. Uh, fucking Wolverine. And, yeah. And it's funny but with his selling because he was doing it so fucking much. Again, like he kind of thought, man, is he injured or not? And it's funny because I saw a meme online or someone made it wrestling wise, and it was a. Uh, It was him selling, and I said, I don't understand. Why does he keep holding this back? You need to take five Canadian destroyers before you can even (laughs) uh, start selling or whatever it was. was
1: That sounds about right. That's the AEW
0: way. Exactly. And, of course, Drew McIntyre goes over. uh, Actually, it was kind of crazy. Logan Paul pulls out his brass knucks. Bam. RKO. It was awesome. How they because they had the camera right up in his face where you wouldn't have caught it, and then for that to come out of nowhere.
1: I liked the uh stunner and uh stunner reversed into an RKO. Oh my
0: god, it was so good. Uh, I did I did appreciate in the beginning Randy Orton goes and stands on top of Bobby Lashley's uh pod. Yep, and then in did return, the yeah, uh, yep, and then in return, who stood, was it uh. Kevin Owens stood on top of uh, Randy Orton's. Mm -hmm. It was just mind games. I liked it all. Logan Paul, come on, man. You got to
1: admit, he's He's, fucking good. good. He's good. I love when he went up to Owens' pod, when Owens was already in there, and Owens just started banging his head against the pod, and Logan backs off like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? (laughs) I like
0: when it was... uh, who. Who started off the match? It was McIntyre and God, I want to say, it doesn't matter. Either way, someone was getting their head slammed up against a pod. And on the inside of that pod, Owens was punching it at the same time on his end. Hysterical. (laughs) And Logan Paul, during his time in his pod, He had his own microphone because he was doing his YouTube channel and shit, drew devil horns on one side so that when he put uh, his head up to it, he looks like the devil. On the other side, my logo this week above me, is just a stick figure of a fat person, and he wrote Kevin Owens right next to it. It was just, I like him. I I think he's hysterical. I I (laughs) think he's a
1: douchebag piece of shit, but I think he's a great heel.
0: What's funny is I just saw a video last week. I forgot to bring this up to you. A very, very young Logan Paul going into the middle of like a very packed place and yelling when Pokemon Go is a really big thing, yelling a very ungettable type character. And he yells real loud, Oh my God, here it is. I'm watching everybody come running and shit. And he goes, I'm going to do it. And he goes, and everybody's going to get real mad. I'm like, Yeah, all right, that's why I hate you. You know, I'm 50 50 with him, but Touch it's. But, but he's a good heel.
1: He is. You He's fantastic no. and a good wrestler too. A good, actually, yeah. a good worker. Yeah, it's hard to fucking argue with it. I hate to admit it, and but it's he true. Fucks.
0: Yep. Yep. And then he fucks over the Viper at the end with those brass knucks and helps McIntyre get the win. So we're probably gonna get Randy Orton and Logan Paul. Is it for the U.S. title?
1: Okay. Where that's a K-O-G-O good question because go because I I mean length of title reign is the only thing I'm thinking about because Logan Paul giving it to Orton it, Orton is a transitional champion that's actually not a bad move because Orton can put somebody over right but then again yep. Logan Paul is already kind of over as your U S champ it, it, it's, a, it's 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 basically a defunct title anyway so why have why not have it on somebody who's not going to be there every week you know what I tell
0: mean tell me tell me the huge heat he would gain if he beat Randy Orton at WrestleMania.
1: Oh gotta be huge, yeah. You get booed out of there.
0: Yep. And then he could start calling himself the legend killer.
1: Ooh. Alright. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. Right?
0: Could happen. I'm okay with it. Uh but as I hoped it would, the women's title match headlined the elimination chamber. Makes sense. Where I'm not gonna lie, man. She can injure a lot of people a lot, but on this night, Nia Jax held her own, had a good match heel-wise. Uh, Played the part well in Rhea Ripley's hometown, where she retained. It was huge. Awesome, uh, awesome pop when she got out there. But I'm not sold that it's just going to be Becky and Rhea. Same. Because as we saw on Raw... Nia gets involved and takes out Becky. Becky then later gets involved in Nia Jax's match against Liv Morgan. And then the worst part was Liv Morgan going to the back and confronting her, and she goes, "Not everything's about you," and walked away. It was. It was really. I, that was the one thing of RAW I didn't like. Yikes. By the way, it was from San Jose. I could have, oh, yeah. should have, did not go. I. After I, you know, ended up seeing everything that went down, I was like, "Ah, I saved myself some money in a drive." Wasn't like the most huge <laughs> night that I thought it could have been. I was like, "If The Rock showed up and Cody and all that stuff, but they're saving all that for SmackDown."
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, and you know, we'll we'll actually so we'll get into Raw in a minute, <laughs> but I do want to talk minute. about <laughs> I do want to talk about AEW and their crap. So. Why? Well, because some of these things are kind of funny to me. (laughs) On a taped rampage, like every rampage since day one, Mm -hmm. Max Caster came out and did his rap. Got about a third of the way through and fucked up his words and then just stopped. It was, and they kept it in there. They they could have very easily just been like, redo it. Or Leave don't it out. and I and I don't know if it was Tony's way of being like, see, this is us being real. I don't get it, to be honest with you. But did anything ever come of you remember that every now and then you'd see a no on the screen? Like a, a slight uh letters of no pretty much on it was like almost like uh transparently right there on, yeah. on AEW television. Yep. Uh, yeah. it was there for a minute, then gone. Same kind of concept. All right. But Magnum Page was apparently injured. Maybe, maybe not. A lot of conflicting reports. One of the funniest reports I saw, and I want to say this was from Dave Meltzer. Naturally. Say, saying that he wasn't hurt, he's just really good at selling. Mm-hmm. Was, no, That's not it. <laughs> that's definitely not it. <laughs> The only time I saw him sell something that was really good was when he was actually knocked out, concussed from Moxley. Mm-hmm. Wardlow comes out and gives a promo. And when you, when you fire a person, because he apparently made you have such poopies in your diaper, Tony Khan, now you let Wardlow come out and talk about a match that was two fucking years ago where he beat the fuck out of CM Punk, throwing him through a table, blah, blah, blah. But Punk still won the match. And Wardlow goes, and now the best in the world isn't even the best in the world anymore, and he's always injured, and that's because of me. Cool. Now you guys are going to call out WWE and the guy that made WWE millions in five seconds. hmm <laughs> Smart. Smart Andrew, move. An-
1: Andrew, your best pay-per-view buy ever in AEW. Yeah. Yep,
0: yep. Gets better. Jake Hager returned as a face. (laughs) (laughs) Huh? Well, you're going to say that in just a second. Uh, He returned as a face to help out Orange fucking Cassidy.
1: Sure, why not?
0: Okay. I thought he was ruined when he was in Inner Circle, but then when he had his purple hat, he got funnier. And now there's this. Jesus Christ. And then, Zack Knight, if you've never watched the movie Wrestling With My Family, which is the story about Paige, or now Soraya, Zack Knight is her brother. And in the movie, it shows you that they both went and tried out together. And WWE took Soraya. They said, sorry, man, you just aren't that good. Go play with a bunch of kids in your hometown, because that's pretty much what he was doing was like training <laughs> youth kids. Well, Soraya must have done something to Tony, because Zach Knight is officially all elite. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's interesting to me. Can't wait for that. It's Next something. Sex tape of hers
1: to come out. This is usually my descriptor for AEW. It's something. It's It's
0: something. Well, thank God that part's over. I don't talk about them anymore. <laughs> so yeah, on 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 Raw, you know, I talked about what happened with you know everything with Liv Becky. I think it's gonna be a four way. I, I think that somehow Naya and Liv are both gonna get in there.
1: Yeah, that, that makes sense. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I hope it's not the case. If anything, maybe the fucking the the go home show have them do a, a triple threat and see who gets it. And then you can pivot based on crowd reaction. I have a funny feeling, though. You know what? I think it's going to be Lynch. I think it's going to be Lynch straight up. And I'm not going to be surprised if they put the title on her, unfortunately.
0: It kills me because she is very overrated and for some reason has all these accolades yeah. you know like it mm-hmm. she's like the John Cena or Randy Orton of the Women's division she's won a chamber she's won a rumble she's main event yeah. at WrestleMania she's she can be a won a Grand
1: Slam champion there was a there was an article the other day that showed like highest salaries in WWE I didn't bother to bring it up when I saw it cuz it's ultimately not that important but the fucked up thing was the top 10 was all men except for one it was Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. and I think she's pulling in like $3 mil a year.
0: Hmm. That's how Rollins can afford all those different ladies' clothes.
1: Yeah, well, it goes to show with a little hard work, hyperventilating, and shitty wrestling, you can earn $3 million a year. I'm the man, and I'm going to go to WrestleMania, <laughs> and I'm going to take on you, Rhea, because it's mommy
0: versus the man. I can't breathe. But she did call Dom a kumquat. Which apparently is spelled with a K, not a C. <laughs> uh, the more you know. <laughs> Sami Zayn defeated Shinsuke Nakamura, getting his first win, and they are making this a huge thing. Like, it's first his win, or his, his uh, losing streak is over because he lost four matches in, in this year. Jesus Christ, that's <laughs> a losing streak. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? And then after he's backstage, you know, talking about this win, saying he feels like he's a champion contender... Gunther walks by and gives him a little stare in the face and laughs, walks away, goes to the ring with Imperium, to which where he's naming all the people that he's beat, and then Judgment Day comes out. Of course, Dom put a mic to his mouth again and he was going to get booed the fuck out. But I almost wanted—yeah, Gunther called it. And I'm the only one so calling Gunther. Gunther called it out. He said... You're clearly not going to be going after uh, Seth Rollins for his championship. So, I'm wondering if... It, didn't you call it last week? Is going to cash in on the Intercontinental yep. Championship? Yep. It was like two weeks ago, I think, you, you called that. If that's what happens, I'm in. Because they said they want to add more gold by WrestleMania to the Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. But, do they pull double duty? Because Finn's got to have a match, right? So, do they... Do a tag match as well.
1: Yeah, that's a good call. I'm still with my other theory, though, that you know maybe Drew wins the title and Priest immediately cashes in on him.
0: Adam Pearce was on the phone with Bronson Reed. Now, apparently Bronson was slated to be in the chamber and right. possibly even win. But he was on the phone with him on Raw. Kind of makes me wonder, what if Gunther versus Bronson Reed
1: hmm?
0: cash in after?
1: Oh, there you go. That works. It would suck for good Bronson work. Reed if he wins. No, uh, no, 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 if no, no. that's the case, No, Gunther we just has cash on Gunther. Yeah, okay, yes. fine. Yep. All right.
0: One of the very big reasons I wish I was actually in San Jose, the street fight was just fantastic between the New Day and Imperium. I mean, really, really good. It's... Probably the best I've seen out of New Day, amped up wise in a long time. They are gelling with Imperium the way that they used to gel with the USOs. Couldn't nice. have a bad match between them. I like it. They need this little uh, kickstart, if you will. They haven't, you know, kind of haven't done much. I really hate to say it. I feel like Big E's entire, you know, career stopping. I think it kind of put New Day in a stale spot for a little bit.
1: Yeah, it did. I mean, even when he just separated and started doing single stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't mind him, you know, seeing him come out and, you know, talk at the panel. No reason he can't come out and be at least the mouthpiece of sure. New Day. Yeah, I'd like to possible. see him come back. It'd be huge. Yeah,
1: it'd be nice. He was always great.
0: Now, Lashley, uh, this has nothing to do with Raw, but Lashley, you know, lost at the Chamber, but he's been feuding a lot with... Uh, Carrying Cross and the AOP. Wondering if we're going to get a six man at WrestleMania between them and the Street Profits. It, it just, it's just, uh, I it's kind of leaning towards that. The easy yeah. answer, or maybe even a four way because they got a woman. If they can get a woman, eh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cody defeated Grayson Waller in the main event. Here is one reason that, or one reason I kind of wish I was there just to say I was there for it because it would have been kind of cool. AJ Kirsch is from out here in California. I've talked about him a couple of times. Uh, have you ever watched the video of the one tough enough contestant that got in Bill DeMott's face and did a fucking awesome promo? And Bill goes, fuck, that was really good. Yep. Rock was at Ringside too, wasn't he? Rock and yep. Austin. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I've seen yep, that And one. Rock said to him it was a good promo. Yep. It's AJ Kirsch. I met him at Best oh, of the West. Oh, no shit. Okay. And he was a goddamn security guard on Raw behind Paul Heyman. Nice. He was the littler guy. I was like, no shit. It's fucking Kirsch. It was really just, it was awesome. Uh, I fucking laughed so hard when Heyman pulls out his phone and goes, call Roman Reigns. But then he pulls out another phone and says, call the rock. And one has a rock logo on it. And the other one i i finally realized had like a bloodline logo on it. I go, that was so hysterical. It was awesome. But Cody's not going to be hunted. He is now the hunter for the bloodline. I'm cool with it. I, I, I like this. It's going pretty good. Uh, you know, earlier in the night, I forgot, I didn't put this in the notes, but Drew McIntyre comes out. He had a promo with Seth seemed pretty good, but. Drew, like, ruptured his eardrum in the chamber match. Every year. Every year, someone gets fucking injured in the chamber. I said it every year. Why would you do this at this time of the year? Yeah. But even if you pad up everything, they're still getting hurt. It's just too many people in one match. Just, yeah. Anyway, Drew said, the doctor's like, you're not going to make it to WrestleMania. And he goes, what am I, CM Punk? (laughs) I love it. And then sat down, just like Punk. And said, "I know you're straight edge, so I drank twice as much for the both of us." Fuck, he is. I'm loving it, and it's said that he's officially re-signed with WWE from some of the reports. Yeah, I think that's all wrapped up. Yeah, awesome. I can't wait. You keep doing those little digs because when Punk comes back, which I'm assuming if he can get back in time, that'll be a Wrestle or a SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Yep, that should be about the timeline. Yeah, and tell me this. Drew wins this championship from Seth. Punk comes back aiming after the champion. Woo! It's a huge SummerSlam. Hell yeah. I'm all for it. But I like the little digs he's doing. But to get back to Cody, uh did you happen to see what he did during the post show? No. Someone held up a sign, Cody, can you tell us the the gender of our baby? And they had a fucking envelope. And they handed it over to Cody. He got in the ring on the mic and announced that they had a baby boy coming. The crowd went nuts and everything. And he goes, if you're looking for a name, don't use Cody. It's a redneck name. My parents were drunk when they named me. (laughs) (laughs) But you've seen a lot of videos with him. He is, like, afterwards with the crowd, he's there. Mm -hmm. He talks with people. You see the one, um, I'm blind, but I'm still here to see Cody Rhodes and got so close that he was able to like sign something for her and gave her a hug. I mean, like, I know I said this to you and your response was Adderall is a hell of a drug. How the fuck did you ruin Cody Rhodes at AEW? First worst decision was I'll never, I'm going to get this one world championship match first time ever, but it'll also be my last. If I lose yeah, that was dumb. And then from there, you made him the gatekeeper, facing yep. guys like Anthony Agogo, and anybody else new that came through. Malachi Black, everything. And he had a fucking coach reading a goddamn move sheet to him like he doesn't oh, know how to wrestle.
1: Yeah, that was awful. That was awful. So Thank God I forgot about they, that. Thanks for bringing it up. Exactly. They ruined Cody. Mm-hmm. He had a good feud with Huber. He's, uh, you know, Pro yeah. Lee, you know. There was that. Yep. That's pretty much it.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, remember, I mean, dude, the first episode or second episode of Dynamite where he was feuding with the inner circle and all that. It was huge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Now he is the most over face in WWE and in the world, I think, all in wrestling, to be honest yeah. with you. And 100%. you could say L.A. Knight is over. Yes, he's over, but he's not Cody Rhodes over. Right. Like he's I'm not being sarcastic when I say this. Kids cry to see this dude the way girls cry to see Taylor Swift. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like he and he plays the part of he does. like just he's the American nightmare, but he's an American hero to these kids, right? He's he's mm-hmm. a he's the shit. And the way he's presented, his entrance, every bit of it, the way he talks. And this is why I texted you during the chamber. I go, They fucked up in AEW
1: because he is so over. Big time. Big time. I mean, yep. punk punk was kind of a, an easy thing, right? I mean, it didn't clash with all friends wrestling, uh, and, and they blew it. Because, again, like you said, all you had to do was show up at the end of a pay-per-view and not say anything, and that generated shit tons of money right there, right? But Cody was a different story. I mean, this was redemption. This was homecoming, and you gave them that opportunity. You literally gave them that opportunity by not having the balls to tell the young bucks to go fuck off.
0: Twice. You fucked it up with Cody, you fucked it up with Punk. They both, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you took the sides of, your, of those little best friends of yours. You screwed yep. yourself. Yep. Well, speaking of screwing themselves, this is probably going to be the least bought pay-per-view of all time, if I had to put money on it, but it's actually this weekend is AEW Revolution. Hooray. Because March, March is here, apparently. Uh, The world title match is going to be Samoa Joe and... It may be with this injury thing. I'm not sure if it's going to be a last minute hangman will come through just to be very strong. But he'll show up at the. It's end either going to be match. a one on one match or a triple threat. Yeah, with with, uh, with Swerve Fuck, he's probably going to show up at the last minute and win it. God damn it! Sting's final match. Darby and uh, Sting will be teaming against the the Hardleys. <laughs> No, actually, the Hardleys are actually the real Hardies to me, to be honest with you. They're hardly who they were. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the Young Bucks. The International Championship is on the line when Roderick Strong tries to go after Orange Cassidy, so Orange will win. Yep. Diana Parrazzo tries to take Tony Storm's Women's Championship. And, well, they're not pulling the old triple threat on this one. Edge apparently is injured, and I don't know if that's a kayfabe or not, but Daniel Garcia is going to be going one-on-one with Christian. The only thing is if you could be smart about this is if Edge is kayfabe injured and he fucks over Christian like Christian has fucked over everybody else.
1: Sure. Keep the feud going. With but Kilosaurus. do killer. want to keep the feud going?
0: No, but it's going to.
1: Yeah, fair enough. And then they're
0: going to tell you it was the feud of the year. Just like MJF versus Devil Thing was the feud of the year. The only match worth seeing is going to be Will Ospreay versus Kanosuke Takeska. And Hell yeah. And that's... Again, I'm not buying the pay-per-view for it. Nope. And I'm not being funny with this. There's a meaty men match. Like, it's Meat Madness or some shit like that. I'm not... I swear to God. And it's Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus fucking Lance Archer. He's still there? Thank you, but to me, I'm more like, wait a second. You... He hasn't even been on TV at all. He's been doing more of his shit in Japan. Now you're just going to put him in this match and likely be the one to take a pin because he's not the meatiest of the meat.
1: That's the gross. meatiest of the meat.
0: And the Triple Crown Championship is on the line when Eddie Kingston takes on Brian Danielson. And remember, if uh, Danielson loses, he has to shake Kingston's hand. Remember, he likes to have that hand-on-hand feel.
1: Big stipulation guy.
0: Now, I thought that we did a pretty good job last week when we presented you know,
1: our Movies of the Week. I'm, I'm going to say this right now. Listening back, I said to myself, I think we fucked something up. I can't remember right now off the top of my head what it was, so let's see if this sparks my memory.
0: Uh, this is actually just on our list of movies last week. Okay. And this is coming from Buster. He's like, look at you guys did a good job. You guys really forgot a lot of movies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I think we were pretty good on things last week, wrestling wise. Hopefully, yeah. The fact that he was telling us about the movie segment meant that we did all right on everything else. But he's just thrown out some ones that definitely we missed. But I was like, dude, we could have done an entire three hour show on just comedy alone. Uh, The other guys, which I'm not gonna lie, oh, that was great. That was a great movie. Yep. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Meh. Saved, which uh, I think I saw once, uh, Office Christmas Party, which I'll be honest, that I put that up with uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for me. It's uh, like one of my favorite Christmas movies. Hmm. Dirty Work. The Jerk. Oh, okay. All, All right. right. All right. This, this one's going to get you because we've done an episode with it. Summer Rental. Airheads.
1: Oh, Airheads, yeah. yeah. Oh, Summer Rental, good call. Yeah. South Park, the movie. Sure, yeah, all right. Hey, listen, bro, this ain't a definitive list. Stop <laughs> busting my balls. Stripes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Spies Like Us. Yeah. You said 40-year-old virgin, but I could have thought, I really thought I said that one. I think that was
1: you. lumped in your Judd Apatow. Uh, yep, thing. yep,
0: yeah. it was, thank you. Uh. Ted, which I I absolutely sure. agree, and to anybody who, if you haven't watched on Peacock the Ted show, Jesus Christ, it's fantastic. Honest to God, like I I'm promising you, well worth your time. Uh, million Ways to Die in the West, so he must have been on a uh, Seth MacFarlane kick.
1: Mm. Me, myself, and Irene. Oh
0: yeah, okay. Kingpin. Kingpin. Wow. Is, that's Yeah. True. I definitely should have been that.
1: on there, and I fucking love bowling. I should have known that. Fuck.
0: Yep, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Meh. Yeah, I. Uh... I just had to make sure I got this over to us, you know. And like you said, man, there's that's a lot. There's a lot of fucking right. I think yeah, we come pretty on, decent. man. But that's what he had to bring to the table. Now it's our turn.
2: <laughs> just bring it, bitch. Doctor Death was a good friend of mine, and you knocked his ass out. (laughs) And now you're gonna get your ass knocked out at WrestleMania 15.
0: Look, I know I said I was gonna try and be serious. Well, whatever. Fair enough. Anyway, uh, my topic this week actually has to do with Bart Gunn's opponent at WrestleMania 15—not in a wrestling match, in a boxing match. Butterbean. Have you seen anything recently on Butterbean?
1: I want to say several months back, and I'll say maybe even as far back as six months ago. I saw something where he was like, yeah, man, I could step back in a boxing ring. Well, this, he's trying to do that
0: right now. He wants one more match. He was the king of the four rounders, if anybody remembers for boxing. Never headlined a pay-per-view. But when no. he got him, motherfucker, he took everybody out within one to two rounds, always. Not the most built boxer of all time. That's putting it lightly. Built like a brick shit house. But this, uh... It, it, man. DDP. Saved another one. You guys need to see this. Um... I'm not sure exactly how long before or how long ago this was, maybe within a year, maybe a little more. Butterbean was hunched over, couldn't like stand up, like almost question mark like. And just needed surgery, needed things to get done the right way. Uh, I was like close to death. DDPY and I'm not going to give all this away. You really got to look this up. But he ends up gifting DDP this really, really cool. It's kind of like the evolution of, of man thing, you know, where it's like monkey, ape, gorilla, man, whatever, you
1: know. I gotcha. But it's
0: Butterbean in <laughs> his real as real pictures, though.
1: Oh, no with, shit. With him hunched
0: over to getting a little bit better to almost to standing straight up. And now. Homosexual, and now I want one more fight. Yeah, it, dude, it was. It, it's emotional to watch. DDP saved another one. DDP's the man. I and someone wrote this online. I'm not gonna act like I. I uh, it was just some random person. I'm not gonna give him credit, but good point on this. You should rename the Warrior Award the DDP Award. Fuck, really yeah.
1: Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! I'm putting you know, that in the fucking episode description. Hashtag rename the Warrior Award to fucking the DDP Award. For real.
0: He he really does deserve... I mean, he saved Scott Hall's life. Yes, now I understand he's not here anymore, but that was actually more of a life caught up with Scott, but he gave Scott another 10, 10 years? years, maybe more. Yeah. yeah. Jake the Snake Roberts is a part of AEW still mm-hmm. to this day.
1: And his only still problem... Still because... Yep. Yeah, and yep. his only problem is is emphysema because he was a smoker.
0: Yeah, but other than that, guy's still the shit. I think he's going to be on the uh, dark side of the ring a lot too, which is good. I, and I let's, saw he gets interviewed.
1: And let's not kid ourselves. When when Jake the Snake showed up at AEW, he cut one of the best promos until CM Punk showed up. I'm and told. that would not yeah that would not have been possible without DDP. Do not be or never turn your back on someone
0: you're afraid of or some shit like that or you don't or you just, don't respect yeah jesus christ so yeah good. um but yeah all thanks to D- to DDP I'm all for it man just very very this you got to look this up butterbean especially since we're heading towards seeing this with uh, WrestleMania 15 so check that out
1: good shit man good shit yeah, man. i like it i like it a lot <sighs> body slam the movie We've talked about it. It kind of spurred it's the us. American way. <laughs> way. <laughs>
2: Fuck yeah. Makes I'm hard. sure yeah. Thi-
1: I'm sure things like that have happened. You have the the stupid Jericho Cruz thing where it's kind of like that, but you know, you get things like that. Oh, the one where Ronald McDonald showed up and sang? Yeah, pretty much. Mac was there. <laughs>
0: You like that? Right? All right. Uh, I love when they go to Ireland for that. Okay. That's
1: that's <laughs> Charlie's so good in that. <laughs> Charlie's so good in that. All right. Anyway. Uh, turns out my parents, uh, through friends of their, met a man named Jeremiah Jones. I'm sorry, Jeremiah James. I want to get that right. Jeremiah James. My apologies. He is the director, lead producer, and co book writer on The Last Match, a pro wrestling rock experience. I'm going to give you a website here, and I'm going to say it again later. This is the first time ever we're doing an ad for something that we're not getting paid for. Well, an ad or getting paid for anything. And we're, not doing, we're, not, we're not getting paid for anything, but I'm going to do an ad here.
0: But by the way, if you guys feel like you want to give us money, yeah, <laughs> send it to Yeah,
1: uh, yeah a cash app <laughs> at the top of wrestling. Um, <laughs> it's www.thelastmatch.com. All right. I'm going to read... Oh. I'm going to read this for you. This is the description from their website. Get ready for an electric electrifying thrill ride with the last match, a pro wrestling rock experience. Live a groundbreaking fusion of hardcore wrestling, theatrical spectacle, and eighties inspired original rock that hits with the impact of a nuclear bomb. Somebody else needs to write the copy. Join our hero, (laughs) Ben vengeance as he steps into the ring for his final pay-per-view event, battling the formidable, Alexander Swagger, for the BTD championship title, experienced two hours of lightning-like energy and emotion that demands you rise to your feet and cheer for more. Bro, this fucking thing is, it's a play. It's a musical. It's a rock musical. It's not on a stage. There's no stage. It's a fucking wrestling ring. And the two hours is a rock musical in a fucking ring with actual wrestling. I This is playing in Rochester at the Temple, which is near Eastman Theater and the uh, Liberty Pole, right? So you're, you're familiar mm-hmm. with that area, right near uh, where Montage oh, yeah. is, and you've played there at the Jazz Festival, and there's that one studio mm-hmm. right there, yep. We walk by it all the time when we go to Eastman for, for music and whatnot. Uh, they're going to be there April 26th to April 28th, and April 30th to May Fifth, there's also other dates at the website. That's thelastmatch.com. You can go there and find it out. So uh, they have this thing. I was looking to see people on the production staff, and I wanted to get the name of the person my parents had met. Uh, But they also have this thing called the Legends Producer Circle. Think of it as uh, testimonials from people. There are people that are giving testimonials and putting their name on this, saying this is the shit. Mickey James. Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Tito Santana, Bushwhacker Luke, and Demolition are the names that are in the producer's circle. You may scoff at some of them, but Mickey James is still relevant. Brutus Beefcake is relevant because of fucking Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But here's the thing. I looked at some of the creative staff. There's somebody listed who is listed as a wrestling choreographer and booker. And that person is Afa Noy Jr. If you go back and you look at the bloodline family tree from the press conference for WrestleMania, that motherfucker is on that family tree. I'm going to see this and my review will be a future. Bring it to the table. I can't fucking wait.
0: It's extremely funny that I got to the page, just as you said his name, um, once you said all this, I'm like, I got to really look this shit up here. Um, and I'm looking at the page that has all of the creative right now. My parents see-
1: met the producer and director. <laughs> <laughs> I'm which, going which, with them. Which guy? Jeremiah James. Wow. That is. You. How did your parents meet this guy? Through friends of theirs. You half. Have-
0: to see if they could get you hooked up.
1: I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna my go back number. to the page. Yes, yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can talk to him. Cause this is body slam, I, bro. This is body slam. The it, play. I'm jealous,
0: and I just went through all their dates and nothing the in California. East Coast thing, man. It's mm-hmm. all like South Carolina, North yeah, Carolina. I think I think he's Virginia. from the area.
1: I think he's from the area. I think he currently lives in Pennsylvania. I'm sorry, Jeremiah, if I'm blowing up your spots and I'll like, give you their address, but. Um. Yeah. I. I. I can't fucking wait. I'm going, and I might even spring for good tickets. I don't know. I don't I'm even know if Jackie's is gonna go. Shit. Gonna. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait to go see this. It all happens in the ring. There's just a fucking ring there. There are when you go to buy tickets for it. There are tickets for ringside.
0: Oh you need to <laughs> definitely give uh, I don't know if
1: I go solo maybe. <laughs> I might go solo just so I might tell my parents listen, you can sit with me if you want but I'm sitting ringside for this fucking thing.
0: Wow, and yeah. I'm looking at all the pictures and everything right yeah, now. This is badass.
1: Alpha OI Jr is the wrestling choreographer. Fine. Fine, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I when she showed me and she gave me the website and I went and looked and I saw that name. I said, "Holy shit, this is legitimate." And I'm sorry, you again. I, you can make fun of the people that are doing testimonials, but I mean, those are big fucking names. Those are people who are, you know, because if you forget, the Bushwhackers were fucking big in in the Southern territories before they came to WWE.
0: Yeah, if I'm I can't not wait. mistaken, Alpha Anoa'i Junior was Manu. He was once a part of Legacy.
1: You might be right. Hang on. Right.
0: Let me just quickly do a search. There we go. I don't need well, I'll keep it Buster going. So anyway, again. so
1: anyway, here we go. Uh, TheLastMatch.com. From there, you can find out where they're playing. You can find out how to get tickets. You can get some more info. I kind of just read the mission statement. But again, this does not happen on a stage with props. There is no stage. It's a wrestling ring with original 80s style rock music, aka the American way. Bro, I am so stoked for this. I can't wait some to go imagining,
0: check it out. So imagining some imagining like he has a guy in the corner and it's the chance. He has the big chance. He goes to give
1: him a clothesline and then stops
0: wait should i slap him in the face uh, you or know should what I? it'll
1: still be better than aew
0: because <laughs> I, I guarantee God, you I i'm guarantee sure it's you, gonna say
1: don't i can guarantee you in the first five minutes i'm gonna know who the face is i'm gonna know who the heel is and i'm gonna know why i like the one guy and hate the other guy within five minutes i guarantee you and that's more than you can say about aew fuck it let's go to the wars
0: well, no, no hang kidding. on. There's two more <laughs> things. Hang on. <laughs> I just like doing if that. If they are much.
1: selling merchandise
0: there, Ooh. and it happens to be the DVD of this show, Okay, I'll I'll Venmo you. Get it to me, because I, I need to see this. I'm a little jealous. I was going to say, I doubt you could use your camera there and Probably film not. a whole lot. Probably not. But I'm extremely jealous. Nice. No. That's how you spend your money. Not fuck GCW, exactly. man. That's what you spend the money exactly. on.
1: Exactly.
0: All right. Good shit. All right. Now, we can go to the wars.
1: Can I get a gin and tonic first? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Monday Night Wars!
2: I noticed you're having a little trouble looking me in the face. Yeah, you know... You know, a lot of people around here in the WWF seem to have trouble looking at JR's face these days. You know, folks, when my mama died in December, and the next day I got Bell's Palsy for the second time, they told me that I'd be uh, getting my chair back right over there when I got ready. Well, I was ready, Bart, at the Royal Rumble. I was ready to go back to work, and they flew me and my wife out to California from Connecticut. It was going to be a happy day for the Ross family. And by God, we needed some happiness. They told me late on Saturday night, Oh, Jr., we don't want you to go back to work now. You're not ready because nobody wants to look at your face. Nobody wants to look at you, J.R., because your, your paralysis is in your face. I had to go back up and tell my mother or my, my wife. I was like, to God, I could have told my mother but I wasn't going to get my job back. How do you think, Bart, that made me feel? Well, JR, you know, I'm very sorry about your condition, but what does that got to do with me? It's got every damn thing to do with you. Remember a guy by the name of Dr. Deft, Steve Williams? The guy you told everybody was my boy, JR's boy. You even called me and said, JR, am I gonna get heat with you for knocking out your boy before the brawl for all? But first of all, he ain't no boy. He's a man, he's a man. And so you knocked him out, that wasn't no big deal. I think it was a lucky punch in my view. But the big deal was, not that you knocked him out, you told all the boys in the back that you knocked out JR's boy. You told everybody that you humiliated JR, you embarrassed JR. Wasn't that a funny thing? I got one over on JR, and 20 damn years in the business, Bart, 20 years in the business, you tried to take away from me with your ridicule, listen, Look at me in the face, and I'll talk to you. What's Show me a little bit of respect, will you? Show me some respect, because I want you to look at me in the eye when I do what I have never done in my career, and I've slapped the hell out of time. What is he doing, Mike? What? Go ahead. Well, <coughs> if you want gin and tonic, I can start the war for you if you need me to, goddammit.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm so confused, I don't even know where we're starting. There's no pay-per-view, so we don't have that guiding factor, thank God. So do we go raw or nitro? I forget, because oh, I feel man, like we just... flipped at one point.
0: Yeah, we did. Let's just do a little, uh... yeah, we start with the bad, and with the good. That's okay. what the plan has been.
1: Very good. That's why. It makes sense, because I, I did it backwards. All right. Anything you'd like to add before we get started here?
0: You saw my soup. Let's
1: cover the mud. <laughs> No one's rocking the
0: place. Has flu. Oh,
1: I'm good. I'm in. Still one of my favorites. Next to the Scott Steiner one. I was on that day. What can I say?
0: I still can't believe that a man can turn heel using his face.
3: <laughs>
1: oh my god. Palsy's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I don't know, right know what, what else now? to say. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. Nitro let's Hit it off. All right. Nitro. I forget the date because it's I'm halfway through my notes. It's in February. It's Nitro Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the Tar Heels country. My brother lives in Durham. He went to Duke. So fuck the fucking Tar Heels. David is with Tori in the limo. David says his says my I, mom told I'd like me
0: i like to I'd, hang on. I'd like to back up. It's not February. It's March.
1: Are we in March already? Is is this a March 1st? It's March
0: 1st for this uh, this episode. Well,
1: fuck me and call me Susan. It is March 1st. All right, Susan. Well, let's do this. (laughs) I told you, Susan. (laughs) David says his mom says Rick is retiring. And David's playing Ric Flair voicemails to David, not on a cell phone. on a on a tape recorder, like that you used to use for dictation. Like he held mm-hmm. it up to the phone receiver, played the voicemails, and recorded it on this recorder, and now he's playing them back. They're laughing about it. Flair goes, this is serious, David. David goes, he's going to spank me. David, it's your father. Mad Rosacea. oh. <laughs> uh. Somebody's walking up to my door here, I think.
0: Oh, so it uh, should be. We... No, we're good.
1: Uh, no. Flair says, uh, commentary puts over that Flair has a big announcement tonight. Uh, and then we get Buff and Scott Steiner to the ring. Steiner says he put Diamond Dallas trash in the hospital. And he says, Tonight I'll be your role model. All I see out there is genetic junk. And then Buff says he and Scott are Duke fans. I got to say, I pop for that. Buff does call out Rick and brings up getting paralyzed by him. And he says, well, tonight you're going to get your chance again. We want you and Goldberg for a tag match. Who's next? Who cares? Not me.
0: It'll be an interesting main event.
1: That's one way to put it. Ricky Rackman is at the Spring Break Nitro Party. He's at UNC, naturally. Uh, And his shirt says, Chicks Hate Me. Kind of dig that Hmm. one. Kind of dig it. It's metal. It's metal AF.
0: You know, you just mentioned his name, and I forgot. Did your Nitro begin with In Memory Of? No, it didn't. In Memory Of Rick Wilson, who you guys may remember as the Renegade.
1: No shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's I fine. I know he died around this time, and I was, I hate to sound morbid, I was kind of waiting for it, but no, they didn't fucking put yeah. that in there. Well, I'm glad they thought so highly of him that they fucking cut it out of the feed for the peacock.
0: Well, he was too close of a character to to, uh, to Ultimate Warrior, but, and I had to look it up, and dude shot himself in the head.
3: No.
0: So yeah, I just wanted to bring it up Way that to bring up, it that, down that...
1: No, no, that's cool a Screeching halt that's, uh, that's great
0: Cool, well If I could I mean, Here, let me try and see if I could bring it back up One of the characters on the show is gonna, On uh, Nitro is going to be dying soon Not very soon, but She's going to get into the pills God damn it <laughs> uh, Oh
1: well at least she didn't have to go looking for them in the drawers again
0: no just her purse
1: after whatever i was talking about we see the nitro girls spring break vignette we get a splash intro 15 minutes into the show back to normal and then naturally that person shows up with luger and nash and disco dishwater luger's talking about his injury it's weird it looked like he had like a glove on or something like, you know, like when they put a cast yeah. on, like, your hand or wrist, they usually wrap, like, your fingers, the you know, the bottom of your fingers and your hand in uh, gauze. It, but it looked like he had a glove on. It looked different from last week. It was just weird. Um, he says, I, I, I forgive. I forgive. And, and Nash says, you know what? I'm going to forgive Ray, too. Why don't you come out here? We'll welcome you to the Wolf Pack. They have a shirt for him. No, Ray. Nash has a cell phone clipped on his belt. And for those of you who don't know, it's 1999. Cell phones aren't anything like they were now. It was still this kind of chunky. It looked like a cordless phone that you would have in your house almost. But he had the cool (laughs) leather wrapped protector around it, (laughs) which had the belt clip on it. So he calls Ray and apparently Ray's not interested and Nash just sulks to the back. What? I thought it was a fanny pack at
0: first, to be honest with you. Yeah. I didn't even think it was uh, a (laughs) phone.
1: Anyway. All right. 22 minutes into the Peacock version of this show. So, half an hour, 35 minutes in real life. 40, probably. Yeah. We get our first match. Yep. It's Psychosis versus Kidman for the cruiserweight title Kidman retains. Do you want to talk about this anymore? No. Good. David's in the back with Tori. Arn Anderson runs in, starts running David down. Uh, Tori's talking shit to Arn Anderson. You're just jealous. And basically, the whole point is Arn trying to tell David, they're using you, kid. Okay. <laughs> Hollywood is backstage with Vince. And he's basically pitting Vince against Stevie Ray. And he says, I want you to slap that smile off his face because they've been teasing this, you know, and Hogan gives him the go ahead. This is a
0: horrible episode of Nitro, by the way. I just want to throw that out
1: there. I mean, they're pretty much all are. So next we get Bam Bam versus Ray. They're billing Ray as the giant killer after beating Nash. The best part is now Ray has no fucking mask on anymore. He's got on a winter hat. I mean, it is March 1st, so, you know, it can still be cold. Um, the best part is he's wearing an unbuttoned dress shirt, and it's the same size as that 4X LWO shirt. (laughs) But now it's okay because he picked this one up. He picked it, you know, and it's the style at the time. Um, Impressive spot, Bam Bam press slams Ray to the floor right on top of security, held him up there. Yeah, yeah, okay, Bam Bam's huge and Ray is small, so it wasn't that hard. Fuck you, still impressive as shit.
0: I actually liked this match, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. Um, Best part of this match was they they blew their entire pyro budget for the hour two announcement right in the middle of this match.
0: I hated that.
1: I hate. <laughs> That's they why I haven't done great. it in so long. I know they right? haven't done
0: it in so long, but they used to do it all the fucking time when it was like always like a Randy Savage match during like opening up like the second hour of Nitro or whatever it was. And yep, I they're doing it and now. It pissed me off so much. I was like, Yo, "Are bombs going off all of a sudden?"
1: <clears throat> yeah, it was fucking great. Um, yeah. Ray gets a roll-up for the win. Gene's backstage with Ray. Luger comes in with the shirt and Nash blind signs Ray. And Gene goes, stop the insanity. This is becoming absolutely ridiculous. Good Lord. (laughs) He ain't mine. (laughs) And then we come back from break. And out of nowhere, Bam Bam and Raven are brawling backstage. Because WCW. (laughs) And then the Sandman just comes in with a kendo stick. And actually clips the cameraman who drops to the floor, and you get a floor shot. That was awesome. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> it was. Here's a side note Sandman or Tommy Dreamer?
0: What is it a better wrestler or?
1: Your favorite. Which one would you prefer? Which one did you prefer? Do, did? Always Dreamer. Really? Always Dreamer, yeah. yeah I like Sandman. Yeah, you would. I would.
0: That remind you of something, like a drunk uncle? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he was always obsessed about his hands.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, that took me a <laughs> second. All right, Jesus Christ.
3: <laughs> Good all of a
1: sudden, we see a white limo pull up, and every time I see the white limo pull up, you know all I can think of is? Flair? Yeah, limo. You must have sung that song at least once. White Limo? Foo Fighters? Nope, we didn't. You Foo never sang that no. song? Oh, I love that song. No. Well, yeah, it is Flair. So, there you go. Next, you get Stevie mm-hmm. with Luger, Disco, and Nash, and they're pulling the same move that Hogan did on Vince. You need to take out Vince. There you go. This this was so This was so bad, but so good only because of Scott Norton. Jerry Flynn goes to the ring And you're like Oh shit Flynn's been on a winning streak here Let's see what happens here Mm, Yeah He calls out Ernest Miller Because Why not Uh, Flynn is actually getting some mic time He calls uh, Ernest Miller And uh, uh, Muhammad Ali wannabe And he says Why don't we Mm -hmm. test out our karate skills So Ernest Miller's backstage with Sonny Ono And Norton comes in and says Hey man Flynn's out there dogging you Where's your heart man Go get him and he fucking but he buys it. Scott Norton is is the best. I love him more and more. He is a diamond in the rough in this shit show of a show. Remember last week when Ernest Miller said, "I don't want to come out to that redneck music. I want it." Where's my James Brown music at? <laughs> yep. Well, what was the guy's uh, name? Johnson from WWE who did all their music? Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Well, they certainly didn't have Jim Johnson. <laughs> they had Jefe Honsan, his Mexican non-union equivalent, who apparently just got a new Casio keyboard and decided to run the pre-programmed funk baseline. It was fucking awful. He's still using Glacier's lasers in the snow. Uh, They each kick each other in the head at the same time, both go down. And instead of a a standing 10 count like they normally do, the ref goes over to the announcer and says, you know what? The first man to his feet wins. Because WCW.
0: (laughs) I have now turned this into a last man standing (laughs) match.
1: By the way, the cat got to his feet first, so there goes Flynn's win streak. We are halfway through this episode of Nitro. We've had three wrestling matches. Yeah, there you go. I'd be
0: pissed if I was at this, uh, at that show. No
1: shit. Next, you get Bill DeMott with versus uh, Saturn. S- I just wanted to see if you'd pop for it. Saturn is still Saturn is still oh, in I a dress. <laughs> First of
0: all, you just hit your desk so hard, I only see the top of your head right now. You can oh yeah, look at, <laughs> look at that. Everything of your camera.
1: Look at that. There we go. But for your joke, I got it. That was actually pretty humorous. I got it. It was a good yeah. one. <laughs> Heart distracts the ref. Jericho hits Saturn with a loaded fist. Jericho tells Morris to get to the top. He does. He hits the moon salt. He gets the win. Humorous. Next part's going to take a few minutes. You ready? Unfortunately. Oh, no, yeah. Not a, not unfortunately. Not until the end anyway. Mm -hmm. Brett Hart versus Chris Benoit Some matches Oh, it was good Benoit reverses a sharpshooter In a crossface I thought that was dope as hell Dope as hell Brett never got him turned over Benoit kind of just like leaned up and grabbed him And put him right in a crossface Brett gets a rope break Uh, They do the uh, Where they both go over the top spot Shivani says that Benoit took the worst of that, but Brett landed right on his fucking heed. Man, I found he did that not have a good uh,
0: 1999
1: with his head, apparently. He, he, he did not. 99 was not a good year. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Everybody Christ. talks about 2000. I think 99 yeah. was kind of worse. <laughs> So this match was just pretty good. And then the WCW came through. Henning and Wyndham. It's a Windham bird. Come out. It's a plane. It's okay. <laughs> it's a home weight bench. <laughs> <No>.
0: Jesus <laughs> Christ.
3: Too soon. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. All right. All right. All right.
1: Please. Please. Hennig and Wyndham come out. They attack Benoit with the title. The ref's distracted by Brett at this point. Uh, Brett gets the sharpshooter locked in. Benoit immediately gets the rope break, but Brett doesn't break it and gets DQ'd. Hart shoves the ref to the mat. Malenko makes the save, uh, but Wyndham has his actual pants belt, and he uses it on Malenko again. They take him out, and Heenan goes, Did you hear what Malenko said? Shivani goes, No. Shivani goes, God damn it, we're going to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're getting something out of this.
0: (laughs) I think those guys are like, fuck it, this sucks so much.
1: I think we're just going to say what we want now. Oh, God, wait till Bash at the Beach 2000. Shivani's totally checked out then. Next, you get Nash, Disco Dipshit, Stevie Ray, Vince, Horace, and Hogan to the ring. Hogan references David's woman, and then he literally looks to the crowd in the Wolfpack and says, "Don't say her name, brother." I know. <laughs> well, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> I don't know. It's not like, like she. It's not like it was Scary Sherry or some shit where we knew who it was. Nobody knows who this bitch is.
0: Maybe she was wanted for something. Yeah, the there's
1: time. already. But the most fucked up thing about it is her name is Tori, and we just got a Tory on WWF. Maybe that's why they're trying maybe. to maybe it. it could be a hey, Miss Lady bitch <laughs> Hogan cuts off promo on Flair, and the, and then right in the middle of the promo Stevie and Vincent just come to blows the Wolfpack... <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? and here's the best part Hogan can, the Wolfpack's trying to break it up Hogan just keeps cutting the promo. i I backed it up i go
0: the fuck just happened here i'm like hang on i actually had to rewind for a second go, did i miss something and they just like it was very little but all of a sudden just like tap tap and then
1: yeah like they just tackled each other to the ground
0: it was like a bar fight it was was awesome so
1: good so good uh yeah hogan says flair's gonna announce his retirement tonight uh we get gene in the ring with flair flair seems very composed he doesn't scream gene Crowd super hot for flair. I mean, we're in horseman country. Cuts a promo on his son. He, t- then he Then he takes off his jacket. He gets hype. And he says his announcement is he wants a cage match at Uncensored against Hogan. 15 feet high cage. No door. Barbed wire at the top. It's going to be like 1985, brother. Woo! So someone's getting in that cage. Yeah. Probably a fan. <laughs> Main event, Buff and Scott Steiner versus Goldberg and Rick Steiner. Um, There was on the hard cam this kid wearing a red sting mask. And the fucked up thing was it was a smaller kid. It wasn't like a toddler, but I mean, you know, maybe six or seven or something like that. But the Sting mask was so oversized; it looked so creepy because it looked like Big Head Sting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just fucking so creepy. <laughs> Is that a midget? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, they do the 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 exposed turnbuckle spot. Buff eats a spear. Goldberg sets up a jackhammer. Scott breaks it up. Rick hits the top rope, and he doesn't hit a bulldog. But it was sort of a bulldog. It was weird. Uh, but he gets the pin on Buff. It was a wonky finish. Good night, folks.
0: It was a wonky finish, but I got to be honest with you. It was weird. They ended with a match. No running. No running. that match was like... No beatdown. Maybe that match was, I think, over 10 minutes.
1: Hey, 11 at best, probably 12 maybe. Okay, but my point yeah. is... Still pretty good, though, yeah.
0: I've never seen a night show that didn't end... Within, even in their good days, I think that nothing ever ended with someone winning a match and then they went off the air. Maybe a couple here and there, like Goldberg and stuff. But,
1: geez, that's amazing. No run-ins. Imagine that. Rod is, Rod is Cleveland, Ohio, March first, right? Yeah, Vince and the Corporation come to the ring. Uh, Vince says, "Last week, TV history was made. For one brief moment in the life of Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I showed weakness." Uh, we get asshole chance, and Vince screams, I've got something to say, damn it! And Vince says, was it because the burning of a teddy bear, or is it what that teddy bear represented to me? Well, it's never going to happen again. Taker had a surprise for me last week. I've got one for you this week. Kane, you swore to me that Taker was going to burn in hell. You lied. Now you can go to hell. Read my lips. You're fired. As he's leaving the ring, the white coats are coming from him. But China helps him out, and they take him out. China gets on the mic, tells Vince he's making a mistake. He can be an asset. I can control him. Uh, Let Kane face Austin tonight to prove himself. If he wins, he's in. If he doesn't, he's done. Vince says, all right, but if he loses, you're fired as well. And then Mankind has to come out, and he still wants to prove himself as a ref. Um, (laughs) Mankind says he was screwed worse than a White House intern. Topical. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> he still wants to be the second ref at the the title match at Mania. Uh, so he wants to ref Kane Austin. And he said, and Vince says, well, if you defeat Taker tonight, you'll get your wish. Lights out, gong. We hear Taker's voice on the PA. And uh, he says, I've told you what I'm going to take. I mean, you gotta admit you're you're drawn in more at this point more than you were at Nitro halfway through this fucking show.
0: I was drawn in the first couple minutes.
1: There you go. We see Ryan Shamrock leaving a locker room, adjusting her dress. King says he can see Rugburn. Bam, 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 blowjobs. <laughs> I laughed at that one. I, heard just, I can see Rugburns. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> holy shit!" Aga, aga. Austin is shown arriving to the arena. Abner lets him know about his match against Kane. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Next, you get Shamrock versus Goldust versus Val Venus in a triple threat IC title match. Gunn is supposed to be in the match, but he has fluid on his lungs on the verge of an asthma attack. On the verge of pneumonia, he can't wrestle. Then, out of nowhere, we see Ryan, Shamrock, and Blue Meanie at ringside. Uh, at this point I saw a sign, sexual white chocolate with an arrow pointing down at the person holding the sign. <laughs> thought it was fucking great. Goldust goes to the floor, kisses Ryan. That makes Shamrock go fucking nuclear. He takes out Mini, goes after Goldust on the floor. They fight through the crowd. Ref calls for the bell. It's a count out in a triple threat, which might be a fucking history because I don't think I've ever heard of a count out on a triple threat. Agreed. Ryan heads to the back, Val follows, and then he gets taken out by Gun on the Ramp. <clears throat> next, we see Mankind and Al Snow backstage talking to Jim Ross. We only see JR from the back because they mention he is returning from a, a bout of Bell's Palsy. So they're fucking, they're really prepping everybody for what his face is about to look like.
0: They put up a sensor ahead of time. Warning, <laughs> the next segment is going to be extremely graphic to viewers. Hide your kids.
1: I, I, no no you're you're fine you're fine <laughs> next i wouldn't typically put this in there but it, it's iconic to me and i'm sure it is for you too i believe this is the debut of the mankind chef boyardee commercial because it's the perfect oh, you food got it for okay. all of mankind <laughs> i love it <laughs> yeah it's fucking great it's my
0: fucking version great. had it i didn't know if yours would that's yep. awesome
1: they didn't have us announcing that fucking Renegade was dead, but we got the fucking Chef Boyardee commercial. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, mama, I'm here for Long, long, No, my day,
1: love. <laughs> love, man. Okay. okay, yeah. Fuck them. Uh, JR comes to the ring. I had a suit. you have seen it. <laughs> I had
0: a face. You've seen it. Now half is down to the side.
1: <laughs> he calls Bart gun to the ring, uh, who's going to be facing Butterbean at WrestleMania. JR says he notices Bart's having a hard time looking at my face. Well, my mama died. I, I fucking lost it at that point. I don't know what he said afterwards because I just started fucking cackling. I shouldn't be laughing at his mother dying. But he talked about his mama so much on Raw. It's a running gag at this point. JR says he was told he's supposed to be interviewing Bart Gunn, but then he just starts monologuing. He says, I, you know, they told me I'd get my chair back at commentary. I was ready at the rumble, but I was told I wasn't going to get my job back. And then JR just straight shoots on Gunn about Dr. Death. Yep. About the whole king of the ring thing. Oh yeah. You're back there. Cackling. You beat JR's boy. Oh, is that it? Huh? Fucking slaps Bart. And then Dr. Bar, uh, Death, brawl for all <laughs> brawl for all. My bad. My bad uh dr death comes out of nowhere first time we've seen him since king of the ring and hits a jesus christ how many times are you gonna say king of the ring and hits the fucking brawl for whatever i'm on my eighth drink already we're doing this good (laughs) we're fucking doing pretty good dr death hits a brutal german suplex suplex on bart like bart landed on his fucking heed like that was brutal they fucking shot on this dude and then JR just tells Dr. Dutch, just stomp a mud hole in his ass. And then he hits a really nice-looking side suplex. Um, I'm assuming this is the guy that was in the mask?
0: Oh, that makes a little more sense now.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make oh, okay. any sense, <laughs> actually, but...
0: yeah, <laughs> well, uh, True. Um, It was just a great segment. I, I, I love a good... It was. Good promo by J.R. when he's all pissed off. But he said I couldn't
2: have my job. He said I was going to scare children. <laughs> Look at my goddamn face, son of a bitch! <laughs> Look at me when I'm talking to you, damn it!
0: You do it so well. I I would lo- man, I want to see if you could do it in the rest of this episode that way. Go.
2: Next, we see Deborah
1: rubbing her legs for no apparent reason. Goddamn <laughs> Jezebel! I mean, I ain't mad at it, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, never mind, you're good.
1: Next, we see D'Lo and Ivory. They're in the back having a little bit of a pep talk. And we get Owen and Jeff Jarrett with Debra. Uh, Debra's in a very short silk robe. Jarrett says he demands competition, issues an open t- open challenge. And if you can beat us, we'll give you the rope off Debra's back. So Triple H and x Pot come right out. Debra gets on the apron, being a Jezebel. Pac gives her the chops, hits an X-factor on Jeff Jarrett. And then Debra, this this might be the fucking highlight of the week. You know how fucking WWF does the slam of the week and all that shit? Well, this is the fucking moment mm-hmm. of the week. Debra grabs Tim White. Tim White is a ref in WWF. If you, for those of you who haven't been listening along and you don't fucking know, Tim White is legendary. He was Andre the Giant's handler in WWF, okay? This guy's a fucking legend. Debra grabs Tim White by the head, shoves his face right into her tits, and if that wasn't good enough, Tim White's like, well, fuck, let's see how that booty feel, and just grabs a fucking handful of her ass. X-Pac, Tim White like peaked that
0: night, that his career <laughs> peaked right there for him. Man. He, was, I, he was like, I don't even care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre Giant, fuck that. Whatever. Did you just see what just happened?
1: X-Pac grabs Tim White. Owen shoves Pac into Tim White. And Deborah takes a nasty-looking bump to the floor. Like, the look on her face was like, you said this wasn't going to hurt this much or some shit like that. You know what I mean? She took a nasty bump. And then X-Pac, for some reason, completely out of character, says, oh, maybe I should check on this bitch. And then Shane shows up out of nowhere, runs him into the stairs. X-Pac chases him to the back. So now it's a two-on-one. Ivory comes to the ring. X-Pac comes back. It's a DQ for a double team. Mass hysteria! D-Lo attacks Jeff Jarrett and Owen on the ramp. Ivory just rips off Deborah's robe. King yells bra and panties. And uh, Deborah says she wants a match against Ivory tonight. This was just fucking madness and tits.
0: (laughs) That's a... Shame we can't use that as a show name this week. Yeah. Madness and tits.
1: Madness and tits. Well, you know what? They fucking kept that trend going because next Luna Vashon comes out to the ring with Tori. If you're not familiar again, it's not Tori Wilson. It's Tori Sable Stalker. Luna cuts a promo on Sable, wants a match. Sable comes out. Tori must have been very cold. That's all I can really say about (laughs) that. Uh, Tori attacks Luna. So we get a double cross there. Sable bomb. Sable still cold, cold shoulders, Tori and leaves. And Tori just follows like a little lap dog.
0: We're going to refer to
1: her as Tori Butterface. Tori Butterface. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I'm down. Body. Oh, oh, banging, Bang. bang. It's, but, but her face. Yeah. I mean, it ain't that bad. You know what? Before we get any deeper, let's just move on. Uh, at the top of the hour, we get Road Dog versus Rock for the world title. Paul White comes to the ring early in the match, and The Rock wins quick with an assist from White. And then Al Snow shows up with a chair, wants to go after Road Dog. Dog gets the chair, It's a couple heat shots, then a third. Holly comes to the ring. He eats a heat shot from Dog. Dog gets on the mic. He goes, If you two pussies want any more, I'll be in the parking lot. <laughs> I loved it. All right. Oh, we see China in the locker room with Kane giving him a pep talk, and then we see Road Dog waiting for Snow and Holly in the parking lot. Brood music hits. It's pubic enema dressed as the brood. That was kind of funny. They cut a promo. The lights go out, the brood music hits, and then when it comes back up, one of them's gone.
0: Cool. One down, one to go
1: there you go next you get road you know the sad thing
0: is we're never going to be able to cover live through the wars what happened when they met apa on sunday night heat we may just have to like do it as a watch along sometime
1: i'm down with that uh we might actually even have to do it soon just as a fucking little sideshow
0: i'm in that'll be fun
1: all right it's done Uh, yeah, we see Road Dogg and Holly fighting in the back. We cut back to the ring. It's Blackman versus Draws in a kendo stick match. You lose when you get knocked off your feet. Blackman accidentally hits the ref with the kendo stick, and at the same time, Draws goes down. But the ref is down, so he doesn't see it. Draws hits Blackman in the heat with the kendo stick. Blackman goes down just as the ref comes back up, and Draws wins. This lasted less than five minutes.
0: Legs. Still seem to be pretty sturdy, holding the body upwards.
1: For now. We go back to Road dog and Bob Holly in a stairwell. Come on,
0: this... Lo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tucson?
1: Fucking crazy legs. <laughs> Road Dog and Bob Holly are in a stairwell. Is this WCW? They end up outside of the arena and El Snow Jones, and they end up in a fucking road, and the refs broke it up, thank God, because it looked like a major highway or some shit. Like, you dumbasses, get the fuck out of here. Then I see Vince pitching the whole thing, and then you'll
0: go into traffic <laughs> and maybe get hit by a car. Yeah,
1: and here's the thing. Vince probably would have let that slide just to be like, oh, yeah, fuck it. Let's run it. Next. We get a Shane McMahon vignette, and they Mm -hmm. do it real-world interview style with the Mean Street Posse. Woo! (laughs) God damn it. Pete Gas. The peak Gas.
0: Rodney. I can't remember the other one. Yeah. Yeah, who
1: the fuck cares? It's fucking great. It's fucking great. And terrible. It's great because it's terrible. We come back from break and we see Rocco Rock. They're calling him something different in WWF. I don't care. It's pubic enema number one. He is chained <laughs> to some random support beam backstage in a crucifix style drenched in blood. Hooray. Good. Good. Vince goes to commentary for the Taker Mankind match. Taker gets counted out. He clocks Vince and he sets up the choke slam on the announce desk, but Boss Man makes the save, and the Ministry runs Boss Man and Vince off. And then they randomly announce that it's going to be Taker Boss Man in Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania. Wonder how that's going to end.
0: Oh, God, I love that one. It's such a good one. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, and then we see Bossman and Vince get into the corporation's limo and take off. Next, we get Deborah versus Ivory. Ref tells Jeff Jarrett no one to go to the back. And then PMS comes out during the match. They take out Ivory while Terry joins commentary. Uh, and she says, you screw with us, you get screwed back. And the king says, doesn't sound like a bad idea to me. <laughs> he ain't learn.
0: He was on. He was on for the night. That was a. Oh, yeah. With that, the rug burns. Oh, he was, he was having a good night. Yeah,
1: that. we're almost at puppies' territory here. So we're just, we're just fucking the tip of the iceberg. Puppies!
0: I, it's funny because I actually hate the wine. Like, I didn't know oh, so it a couple times, but then Same he here. did it like every night.
1: Yep. No, 100%. No, it was just fucking. Ache. It was overkill at some point. D-Lo runs PMS off, and I'm pretty sure I, this was a no contest or something. Who cares? Anyway, your main event is what we're here for. It's Kane with China versus Austin. China hits Austin with a forearm. army, no-sells it. Uh, Austin and, F- and Kane end up in the crowd at some point. We get a ref bump. Austin shoves Kane into China. Uh, Austin hits a stunner. No ref. Habner wakes up. Slow count, and China pulls Austin off. Then Paul White comes out. Kane and Austin are both out. Kane gets up at 7. White slides the chair in. Weak, weak heed shot to Kane. China comes in. Austin goes for a chair shot on Hershey powders. China's back in. Low blow to Austin. White comes in. Kane is holding Austin up. Austin ducks. Kane eats the big boot. We never hear a bell. We never hear a winner announced. Austin just goes up the ramp. Double birds to White. Kane didn't lose, I guess, so he's still in the corporation. Even Michael Cole and the King have no fucking clue. And that's how we go off the air. couple Thought Raws it's been in a, a row. Nitro ending. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, a couple weeks in a row. Raw hasn't been. This week, Raw was better, but the ending was flat.
0: It's kind of been the, the theme over the last couple of weeks. Like you're saying, it was the ending that's flat. It's always like everything else is pretty decent in in there, but the ending is like, eh. Like it's too saturated, oversaturated with the amount of run-ins and people who are involved in this. And it's only going to get yeah, worse yeah. because not only do you have the Ministry of Darkness, you're going to eventually <laughs> have the corporate ministry when the corporation and now all merge mm-hmm. together. It's just it's going to be run-ins every five seconds.
1: Was Great. it him, Professor?
0: Who's him? I know. I got it. I Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I got it.
1: Fairy build them up.
0: Ah, I see what you did there. All right. Let's go to the top topic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for...
3: For the rock this week's top topic.
2: You know, something
3: mean Jean don't see wrestling's not flag. <laughs> the Rolex wearing one diamond ring wearing one kiss, stealing wheel wheeling dealing, one limousine light, <laughs> one jet flag, <flying>. one <laughs> son of
0: a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel India. Echo, Ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias based order, based off the professor and ODM made it. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, are listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the End of the day they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die and now this week's top topic a villain a bad guy an asshole these are just a couple of twat ways to describe this week's top topic and that is our mount rushmore of heels not our own personal ones that you, people we hate in real life. We're talking about actual...
1: <laughs> yeah, four ain't long
0: enough, bro. <laughs> Tiger Queen, one. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, two and three. Uh, big boy. All right, so we are talking Heels of Wrestling, and I mean, I'm pretty sure we don't even have to necessarily talk about one. He's probably likely on both of our lists, no problem, if I had to guess. But we'll find out. And uh, I I think this is you kicking it off, this one. Nope. It is me. That's why you were pointing at me. I thought you were just like, hey, man, you're the man. I was like, you too, brother. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know that, ain't it?
0: Well, fuck you. Well. Heels. Here we go. I'm going to go first with, I think, the name that everybody is going to guess if it had to be a part of it. And I got to say, played a good one. Known as the dirtiest player in the game for a reason. Nature Boy Ric Flair. Am I doing all four or is it one all back four. forth? All four. Oh, God it. Okay. Yep. Number two. I think he was never a face in his entire life. Unless you were from Iraq. The Iron Cheek. Which Makes just, sense. Yeah. Number three for me. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Knew how to get under people's skin. I mean, the, the guy... I mean, watch him walk into Madison Square Garden in the mid-80s. Or any arena, really. And people were just got stabbed. Like, yeah, exactly. Just, oh. Most overheal, I feel like, uh, in... In life, or in wrestling all the time. Uh, and number four, this one may be kind of... This is kind of one of those ones that's a little tricky. You and I talked about it, I believe, off air about... Yeah. You know, how you know you have a whole list, a little bank uh, of people that you have that you're going to use. And you take one in, take one out. My first three, I was pretty solid that I knew who it was going to be. Number four, I came down to two people, and they're actually friends. Or, well, both of them were when they were alive. But who I landed on for number four is Kurt Hennig, Mr. Perfect. Mm. That cocky ego, I'm better than you. It's the original, I'm Mr. Perfect. Nobody can do it better than me. He had a fucking undefeated streak, I believe, in WWE for nearly a whole year when he first got there, maybe even more. Uh, Maybe like he lost the first couple matches when he was just Kurt Hennig, but when he... Officially had the moniker of Mister Perfect, they were strapping him to the moon. I'm surprised that he never won the world championship there. I'm yeah. honestly surprised. It was the biggest
1: how... steroid, so that's the only reason why. Really, Bret Hart broke the mold, and by then it was too late for Hennig.
0: Yeah. Honorable mention, I will just throw this out there: was Rick Rude, and that's who I met by their friends. Um, just a guy who knew how to really piss a whole fucking crowd off, calling sweat hogs and you know all that shit. He was sweat hogs was is the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, but that, that is my main four. So you got perfect, chic, piper, woo.
1: Yeah, it's not Energy a bad list. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh woo wings. Uh yeah, I had chic, I had heneg, and I had Rude on my didn't make the cut list. Really? Yeah. So I'm gonna go I, ahead
0: and say my one did.
1: Well, I have Piper and Flair on my list okay. so I, I i was pretty confident in that uh Flair was also, the one i
0: thought is who i was referencing yeah the way, i mean I it's like, hard for sure to be. we're both gonna have it yeah 100 yeah. percent
1: um it, it's hard you know because i think we've got a miss uh our, our perspective is a little skewed because we're watching 99 raw nitros a lot of these piper's face flair's face you know what i mean I so it's so it's very weird too yeah, right, but ultimately, no They're they're definitely some of the best heels ever uh, Which probably is why it made them Their face turn so important Because when you have boo somebody for so long And then finally You're like, oh shit, this guy's actually coming around Fuck yeah, right And they tried to do yeah, that I with agree. MJF Then they failed miserably So, yeah, Piper and Flair are on there uh, I'm Vince McMahon I mean, he was a
0: part of my list, and so was Hollywood Hogan. To be honest with you, um, yeah, Hogan because, I mean, was on
1: my list too, but uh, specifically Hollywood, yeah. But nah,
0: but uh, Vince, a hundred percent, yeah. He, he was. It's I had to go with wrestlers, but that was Fair just enough. my own personal I, mind went wrestlers. Yep. But to be honest with you, you want to talk all time heel? Uh, he was the bad guy. He was. I mean, it was. He was the bad guy that Awesome was trying to take down. You see, Taker's trying to now take down. Brett was taken down. It's just. Mm-hmm. It's a.
1: He's Hbk, the, the Rock, biggest yeah. heel. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. But and yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to
0: continue because Hogan's going to come back to WWE. We're going to see it at WrestleMania nineteen. Uh, WrestleMania twenty two, I believe, was Shawn Michaels and Vince. It's just going to continue on. Everybody's going to keep having their matches with him, and he's going to yep. continue to be the bad guy.
1: So I'll give it to you. You're right. Yeah.
0: That that's a, a, a Mount Rushmore for sure.
1: Yep. Uh, my fourth one is where I really was waffling, and I felt like there were other people I could have put in there, like Rick Rude, like Kurt Hennig. Those were even DiBiase or Jake Roberts. Uh, I think those oh, would have yeah, been yeah. good ones. You know what I mean? Uh, Savage, you really could have put in there. But again, in the line of heels who eventually turned face, I did go with one, just to have an old school wrestler in there.
0: Trying to see if I can guess this, considering your this buildup you're having right now. And I don't, it, what company did he work for?
1: Uh, multiple, it was promotions, and his name is Terry Funk.
0: Oh, shit. no, no that's a really good one. I, he wasn't even anywhere on my list, to be honest with you.
1: D- Motherfucker was in a few with Dusty Rhodes, and one day in a big prom, in a big match, a big time pay per view match, I don't even know if it was pay per view at the time. Comes out wearing a handmade shirt that says "Dusty sucks eggs." Seems simple. Someone did Seems that childish. in a tribute. Yep, Someone uh, did it was that MJF in
0: when he died.
1: Uh, no, I That's think MJF it did it against Punk. I think Punk sucks eggs or something like that. I think it was.
0: No, 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 no! It actually, I believe it happened when Funk died. Oh, it may have. He may have done that too. But I'm saying, uh, when yeah. Terry Funk died, mm-hmm. yeah, someone did it recently.
1: I think it was in the middle of that that uh, uh, segment. Nah, Terry Funk just
0: died this past summer.
1: Fine, somebody did it. <laughs> Terry Funk died within a couple of days
0: as Bray Wyatt because I was on, uh, I was camping out in the woods. I'm like, oh my God, I've never needed to be near my phone so much to read up on shit. I'm like, run. (laughs) Especially in the woods, yeah. Exactly.
1: But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Let's see, Kurt Angle, Scott Hall, William Regal. I had it on there. Michael P.S. Hayes. It's another good old school wrestler uh, that could have been on there. But yeah, even Jericho I had on there, you know.
0: Yeah, especially I mean his heel in uh, WCW his character she's just a whiny bitch. When he go when he gets to WWE he's still kind of that whiny ish kind of heel, but when he cuts his hair in mm. '09 and or like '08 it, he first comes back I believe yeah no '08 is what it was. Seven, he came back. Oh, eight is when he, I think he officially went heel. And that's when he had that huge feud with Michaels. Explain the reason why his eye goes to his nose. And oh man, he was he was the best heel. He was like he was well, uh, versed on the mic. saying words that were bigger than people to even understand. It was it just I loved it. He was he he is a good heel, but not on a Rushmore for me.
1: No, agreed. That's why he didn't even come close. There's a bunch I would have put ahead of them.
0: Nice. Good, good list. That was, uh, I, like I said, I had a feeling we were going to come together on a couple of them, you know, especially Piper and Flair. I, Slam I thought dunks. were going to be a given. Slam but dunks. Yeah. Well, good shit, man. In a couple of weeks, we'll be back with another one of those, but we're also going to be back next week, as always, because next week when we uh, dabble into the movies, we're going to do some hidden favorites.
1: This is going to be a long we- top topic. It's going to... Because, I mean, I got to go... We're, we're going to have to explain probably most of these to each other. Not necessarily Fair every enough. one, but there are some that are worth explaining. I'm going to tell you right now, I've got a list already started. I haven't seen one of these movies since the early to mid-80s, and I rewatched it the other night.
0: One of the movies you're saying?
1: Yep. On my list. Okay. Yep.
0: So, my list, I started actually putting something together <laughs> when we were on break, and... It's funny because I mean, these are more of your like deep cuts. Yeah. I would probably say if you want mm-hmm. yeah, which is it'll be exciting. Yeah, so yeah, I know you won't be able to put Titanic on there even though I know it's one of your personal favorites. Never let go. I got nothing. Bitch, couldn't just slide You got over me a in a, you got me so in a he box.
1: Could, he could live. <laughs> That's what Jack said.
0: Well, we'll be back next week when we bring down those uh the uh, break out those movies and uh we'll also be Man, again, holy shit, I think we got lucky. No pay-per-view for 99, no oh, pay-per-view in for real life. Oh, we get revolution. That's not a pay-per-view. No, it's not. We'll watch Osprey in uh, Takeshka. That's it. After the fact. We'll be back next week. Hey, I'm the professor. I bid you a farewell. He's ODM. And when he we leave an episode, he likes to leave you with five
1: words. Where's my gin and tonic? The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks.
0: Good wrestling Day. Welcome back. It's Wednesday and that means it's the top of Wrestling Podcast is here and ready to go on whatever sound system you're listening on whether it be your I don't know your tablet, your computer, your phone or fuck why did I I I got to start over. Fuck, here we go. Take 68. <laughs> Nailed it. I didn't mean device, I wanted to say device. app, and I said device, and then tried running with it, and it just went worse. Alright, let's try it. Here we go. Take two. Good wrestling day! Welcome back. I'm the Professor Mark Fantasia, welcoming you here for another episode in the never-ending season five for the Top of Wrestling Podcast. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's going to happen. It's going to
1: happen. <laughs> I was waiting. Fuck I'm like, me. he's going to fuck up after that one. <laughs> you piece of
3: shit. <laughs>